Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The LSU Tigers. LSU wins the BCS. Taking one team, one heartbeat. The New Orleans Hornets select Anthony Davis. And I tell you, Mardi Gras about to break out. Talk about my Saints. To the 20. Geis. Touchdown. Who that? This is the Chris Gordy Show. What's happening in New Orleans? Welcome into the Chris Gordy Show on this Wednesday, December 20th, 2017. Only two weeks remain of the regular season of the NFL. College Bowl season is underway. This is always the it's the more depressing time of the year for a football fan because you know the season's almost over. It's fun because we're getting the bowls coming and we've got the college football playoff coming. we got the NFL playoffs coming. But it's just also a little bit depressing knowing that the, the year is winding down. And, uh, and hey, we only got a couple more weeks of football left to go in the, this season. So uh, joining us every Wednesday right about this time to talk a little bit about the NFL and football in general is our buddy Chris Landry from, the, uh, from LandryFootball.com. We call it the LandryFootball.com report. Chris, good morning. How are you, sir? Good morning. I'm doing well. Happy holidays to you and all your listeners. Absolutely. Uh, let, let's jump right into it, Chris. Bad news yesterday for the Saints. They announced uh, that A.J. Klein has been placed on injured reserve, ending his season. Uh, he, he's been a big surprise for the Saints this year, uh, stepping right in there and, and taking over that linebacker spot and kind of being that general on the field. Uh, thoughts moving forward without A.J. Klein? Well, you know, I thought he was a really good player for Carolina and a great signing for him. Um, he did a good job when Keekley went out, and I thought he really stabilized the second level of their defense, really really good at making checks. Um, you know, he's got uh, A-gap to C-gap range. Uh, I think he's just a, a tough loss for him. You know, Chris, I, I, I've said it all along, it's just – it's about holding your team together and just staying as healthy as you can down the stretch. Uh, losses like this are difficult. Um, you know, is it uh, devastating? And no, I think that, but it's, uh, you just can't, um, I mean, we see it a lot. We see it, the Pittsburgh struggling without Chazier. And, you know, you, you just looking down the road, you've got key players that are missing and it's about who can be the healthiest down the stretch. But this is definitely a tough loss. Yesterday, the uh, NFL released the uh, names of the Pro Bowlers, and look, it's it's not that big of. I mean, you know, it is what it is. It's a it's a it's a recognition for your guys, and doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot. All Pro is the one that guys really uh, garner more, um, uh, I guess, more love for. But it is kind of cool being shut out from the Pro Pro Bowl the past two years for the Saints to have six guys named to the Pro Bowl, including uh, Marshawn Lattimore, who's a rookie, and Alvin Kamara, who's a rookie. Certainly impressive. No doubt about it. Uh, listen, this is why they're here. Um, if we look at Atlanta's run last year, it was in large part due to great rookies like Deion Jones, uh, LSU former LSU player. Um, in the Saints' success this year is directly correlated to the play of rookies Alvin Kamara, 
Marshawn Lattimore and others, but those two in particular have had tremendous impact and wouldn't be where they are without them. Um, it's, you know, I don't know with his injury if it's going to play out when they give defensive rookie of the year, but, you know, the last time we've had an offensive and defensive rookie of the year on the same team was 1967 with Lem Barney and uh, Mel Farr with the Lions. So, um, it's, you know, certainly I think we're headed that way if Lattimore had stayed healthy, but um, whether he does or he doesn't, uh, I think that uh, in his own way, Lattimore's had similar type impact on the defense that Kamara's had on offense. Now people will look and, and see the more explosive plays on offense, but what Lattimore does and take away that side of the field, it completely transforms what they can do defensively with their pressure looks uh, and their comfort level when doing it with him back there in coverage as opposed to when he's not. So um, those uh, those two guys uh, are, are two definitely that you need to be healthy uh, and stay healthy through this playoff run. I guess before we look ahead to Week 16, let's look back on, on this past week. The Saints didn't play their best brand of ball against the Jets. We, we've seen in, in recent weeks games where they come out and they struggle early and then all of a sudden they hit their, their – uh, their stride and they score a couple uh, touchdowns. This was kind of reversed. They come out and score 17 quick and then they kind of stall out from there. And I thought the Jets did a really good job defensively of uh, making it tough on, on the Saints offense. And uh, luckily they were able to get away and get out with the victory. And now they could set their sights on uh, the big stage with the Atlanta Falcons coming in this weekend. But uh, just thoughts on last weekend with the Saints kind of struggling w- with the Jets for a good bit. But then on the flip side, the the Falcons and Panthers just continue to win. Both of those guys aren't going away. Well, they did not play. The Saints did not play their best ball. I think there's a lot of teachable moments in that game. And you mentioned not being able to put the, the foot on the pedal and keep it, and then yet being able to to kind of finish it. The big run by Mark Ingram and um, and how well they played when they needed to. Listen, this is at the point now, starting uh, this week, where you've got to bring your best effort consistently for four quarters or else it's going to cost you. Uh, I think they're better than Atlanta. I thought they were, to me, a better team when they played them on Thursday night a couple of weeks ago. They were shorthanded. I thought there were some calls that really uh, affected them negatively that that could have made a difference. And I'm not really all that impressed with the way Atlanta's playing. I I think that they're, uh, everybody's talking about, they're hot and on a roll. They really are not. And and (laughs) the, the Saints are a better team. Now, that doesn't mean anything. You've you got to go out there and you've got to play better. And uh, I think that um, I think the Saints will win uh, at home. Um, and if they don't, listen, they, they, they deserve to lose everything that this season has, has been, you know, has been uh, brought here because I think that um, they've got every advantage here, I think, to, at home, be able to, to run the football and have good balance and certainly play with high intensity to win the game. So I expect it to happen, but... You know, who knows? Uh, I thought the Chargers would go into Kansas City and win last week. That didn't happen. So you never know in this league. But I like the Saints' chances of finishing up against Atlanta and Tampa, winning the division, and then we'll see where it goes from there. And as I said, health is going to be just critical, and it's one of the reasons why you look at teams a little differently and say, you know, uh, you lose this guy, you have this guy, it's going to make a big difference, I think, in the playoffs is who's going to advance. As we look at the standings, I mean, the Saints, as you say, if they went out, they will, uh, they, they figure to be that fourth spot in the West, uh, in, in the NFC, rather, and still an outside chance here that the Rams 
could maybe drop a game and fall behind the Saints, and the Saints could get up to that three seed. Do you see the Rams with games remaining at Tennessee this week and then finishing off with the 49ers uh, at home the final week, which Jimmy Garoppolo's kind of been red hot, and that's the Niners undefeated since he's been the starting quarterback there. Uh, Do you think the Rams slip up at all, and do you think there's a chance the Saints could get up to that three spot? possible but really it, it it doesn't make a whole lot of difference it certainly changes who you play um you know uh the the three versus the four and um, excuse me three versus the five and four uh three versus the six four versus the five but it, it's not going to make a huge difference uh, obviously the big one is to get to the two seed and um just you know with minnesota's situation now uh and basically being uh, uh two games ahead of the saints I don't see them losing out. So really, I, I think you know everyone has to be prepared for them playing in that wild card weekend, and, uh, and the only difference is going to be who you play. Now, I do think that getting to the three seed will get you. It might get you an Atlanta again. It might get you, um, you know, Detroit or Seattle, as opposed to maybe playing a Carolina. I mean, it just it really depends there. Uh, but yeah, I think there's an outside chance the Rams could lose to San Francisco. I don't see them. Uh, uh, losing this week, however, against the Jets. Uh, as we look ahead to, um, uh, or let's look back real quick, Chris. Uh, we were talking about some of the games this past weekend. Two big uh, plays happening in games this weekend. You had the 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 frantic finish against the uh, with the Steelers and the Patriots, and uh, topic coming up all, all this week on what is a catch and the rule. You know, should it be changed? And then the ending of the Raiders Cowboys games game where uh, Derek Carr stretches out, he's going out of bounds, the ball goes out of the end zone, it's a touchback. A lot of people calling for that rule to be changed as well. What did you make of the two plays and? Do you think that there there is need for change there with the rules? Not so much in the um, the ball going out of the end zone. Uh, that that's pretty clear. Always has been. I don't know that. Uh, listen, you lose control of the football. You try to reach and um, score a touchdown. Understandable. But if you lose control of it, um, you know that that is the rule. And I understand you know that that is uh, tough. But uh, the reality is, uh, that, that to me, I don't, I don't see any need to change that. In terms of changing the, the description of a catch, yes, it needs to be simplified more. Uh, it, it is becoming overly complex with what constitutes a catch and how long does it have to have control. And when you reach out after catching it, then that second act, is is it considered a fumble at that point after you've had control, or is it still considered part of the catch? I mean, it has become it, it, incredibly... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Difficult to try to ascertain as to what truly is a catch. To me, it's really simple. It's one of those things that you know it when you see it. You have to define it in a rule. But when you have control of the football... Is the catch, and if at that point in the process you reach and try to extend the football, then then it becomes a case of: Do you maintain control? Is it a fumble, or do you lose it? Do you not lose it? 
that that becomes um, to me the next step. But to me, I think it's becoming uh, a little bit difficult to deal with. You know, where I think the rules should be consistent. For example, a ball carrier uh, as he approaches the goal line is treated differently than a receiver, and it should be to a point because you have to complete the catch. One the catch once the catch is completed then I think that it becomes a case of do you hold on to it as a fumble or not. And I think we've gone a little bit too far in that process. Uh, I think simplifying it is something that is needed, um, and hopefully they can do that because they've just made it more and more complex. When you've got to have a number of explanations as to what a catch is, you know you're down the wrong path because it's pretty simple. Everybody knows it, and if everybody knows it, it's kind of hard to convince everybody that what they're seeing is not what they're seeing. Uh, I think to me the thing is uh, we've always been taught the ball breaks the plane uh, you know, on the field. It's a touchdown no matter what. And this whole, well, he's got to control it all the way down to the ground and complete the catch it just seems absurd to me. It's He's got the ball in his hands and he's crossed the goal line. It's a touchdown. I don't care what happens when he gets down to the ground. But uh, hey, it is what it is. There's people who make a lot more money than I do to make those decisions. But uh, that was just generally my thought on it. He is Chris Landry, LandryFootball.com. Uh, Chris, I know you got the podcast up this week talking about uh, how NFL scouts look at some of these college players now opting out of not playing in the bowl games to maybe preserve their draft stock. Uh, I guess just a couple thoughts on that and some of the specials you got going on on LandryFootball.com. Well, we, did. we talked a little bit about that and how you handle that and how maybe you don't want to handle it like Oregon poorly handled their situation. We had a situation last year with Leonard Fournette locally and um, Christian McCaffrey and others, and, and I kind of go into details on that. I also went into the early signing day in college football and uh, why I really don't like when we do it and why we're doing it starting today as opposed to it should be done in August. Uh, I think early signing day would – accomplish a lot more if you did it in August 1st and anybody that wanted to sign uh, prior to their uh, high school senior year it makes more sense to put it at this time where everybody's preparing for bowl practice um, it, it, it's just it's really not uh, a, it certainly doesn't help the kid because the, the young men that are being recruited are being pressured into um, you know signing now as opposed to if they wait they may not have a scholarship and I think a, a young athlete should have an opportunity to have his full allotment of time to decide, hey, look, I, I want to go to school A, and if they have a spot for me at the end, I want to I want to go. Uh, if not, then I want to look at some other options. And being basically told you sign now or else, it's not the it's not the intent of it. Is normally when you have these decisions, there's unintended consequences. So I go into that as well. So uh, yeah, we think it's. Uh, try to cover some topics uh, every day as well as breaking down some of the games and got some real good great discounts on the website uh, holiday special check it out uh, it'll uh, take you through the entire season the rest of the NFL season college season recruiting free agency the draft uh, everything and then obviously all through next season it's the best discount we have so check us out at LandryFootball.com if you like football You'll love LandryFootball.com. It's like having your own scouting department for less than a magazine subscription. So check us out. And, of course, follow me on Twitter, at LandryFootball. Absolutely. We love uh, having you on, Chris. Great stuff, as always. And uh, we'll do it again next week. Merry Christmas. Take care. Absolutely. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. We'll take a, a quick timeout. We'll come back. We'll get into a ton of topics this morning we got to get into, including signing day is underway, the early signing period, and LSU's got some letter of intents 
letters of intent, I guess would be the plural, faxed in and coming in like crazy. So we'll get into all that after this. Chris Gordy Show, stay there. This is Chris Gordy on Sports 1280, New Orleans. I just want to rolly, rolly, rolly with a dapper ranch. I already got some designer to hold on my pants. I just want some ice on my wrist so I look better when I dance. Have you looking at it? Put you in a trance. I just want to rolly, rolly, rolly with a dapper Welcome back in Chris Gordy Show here on a Wednesday. It's National Signing Day for... The early signing day up here. I don't know what the hell you call it. It's early signing day. And well, she's got letters coming in, so we'll get to that in just a second. But first, it wouldn't be an official start to the show if we didn't welcome in producer Michael. that crap you're playing right there. What that's, the ro- that's Rolex. Hold up my pants. Hold up my pants. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, apparently it's early signing day. I don't know. I don't know. I'm more Come on, get with it. I'm These... more interested in the uh, other stories in the world today. These are the future. Like Charlie Villanueva, former NBA player, getting his toilet stolen. Well, we'll get to that along the way. We will. Um, yeah, just to update you, LSU's got the early signing period. It just kicked off at 8 o'clock, and they've already got a handful of names coming in again these are these are all guys who've been committed so you know no surprises today and we talked with sam spiegelman yesterday he kind of said the same thing he said look it's not going to be any big surprises today the big one will be on friday when terrace marshall makes his decision big five-star wide receiver number one wide receiver in the country and lsu is the favorite that's the big one coming on friday but today he you know like sam said yesterday it's a day to kind of just sit back and relax and hey you got 19 uh or, or I think he said 19 of the 20 kids that are committed are expected to send in their letters today. So, um, you know, today's just a day to enjoy and, and fill up your um, fill up your class with, with positions of need. And here's the thing with Coach O. Two things he said. Coming into this season, we knew the O-line and D-line had become thin with guys transferring well, it looks out. Looks like they and signed a couple of those already. They've got a lot of those. And the other thing he said he was going to go the JUCO route. And he's got a couple of different JUCO guys coming in into this class. So uh, just give you some of the names that are in. Let's see. Uh, signatures in from four-star wide receiver Keenan Jones. Uh, defensive tackle Dominic Livingston, which is a big one. They Everybody's bragging about him. Uh, JUCO lineman, they got Damian Lewis from Northwest Community College. He's an, uh, he's an O-lineman. And uh, Jason Hines, who will come to Baton Rouge as a defensive tackle, but can play offensive lineman. So there you go. That's a big one that they were. Uh, I think Hines had said last week or a couple days ago that he was maybe considering taking another visit or something like that. And so he's officially in. So none of that matters. So uh, we'll keep you up to date on it throughout the morning on the uh, the early signing period and some of the guys' names that are coming in. Um, Tigers got this day started with signatures from Florida tight end Zach Sheffer sent in his paperwork just after 7 a.m. Followed by running back Chris Curry as the two East Coast prospects got to jump on their counterparts. So uh, there you go. LSU's expecting anywhere from 17 to 19 commitments with their letters of intent coming in today. So we'll uh, we'll keep you up to up to date. Oh, on we got a big Boston College signing coming in, Gordy. Oh, yeah? Boston College has signed the number 16 kicker in the country, the son of Joe Tessitore. Oh, there we go. <laughs> 
<laughs> of course, Joe Tessitore's kid is a So our, our side story on Joe Tessitore is we were at SEC Media Days a few years. He, of course, is the ESPN play-by-play guy for, what is he, like the second team? And can make everything sound interesting. Like, like, can he? Yeah, yeah. He's, it's like early in the game, he's like, oh, here we go, third down and eight. And it's like, oh, is, this, is the game on the line? No, it's early in the first quarter. He's just he's the way he speaks. It sounds like everything's vitally important. We were at SEC Media Days in Birmingham a few years ago. It might have been the first one we went to. And we, I was, were we both in the gym or was it? Yeah, we both were. It was like early yeah. in the morning. We were in the gym at the hotel, and um, Joe Testator comes in. We'll, we'll set the stage. Like Paul Feinbaum's yeah, Paul on Fine an Bob's elliptical. Yeah, on, the, on, the, on the elliptical. Clay Travis had been in there. Yeah, Clay Travis is like lifting weights. It's like all these people in us. And then Joe Tessitore comes walking. This is like, hell, it was before the sun was completely up. Yeah. So it was like six something in the morning. And he grabs a mat that you lay on to do stretches or whatever, and then goes out onto the pool at the hotel where they do it in Birmingham. Is like, like an outdoor it, patio. Kind yeah. Of. It's on the like half, it's like the third or fourth floor. He goes out there and starts doing yoga on the mat. <laughs> With his eyes closed, and Joe Tessitore, Joe Tessitore yoking it up. Very strange. In Birmingham, Alabama, <laughs> college football play-by-play guy. It's very centered. Yeah, it's very. Uh... I just saw it come across Twitter, and I felt it was the chance to tell the story. <laughs> Couldn't pass it up. Uh, so look, so we got. Uh, so we'll, we'll update you throughout the morning with the early signing period, all the names coming in for LSU. Uh, coming up at nine thirty, we're scheduled to talk with our guy, our guy Carl Dukes again from uh, Atlanta Radio. Oh, it's on like Donkey Kong we're talk, this time. We're gonna talk a little trash with him regarding uh, Saints Falcons coming up this weekend. But I'm just gonna yell at him for five minutes. Now look, last time he stood us up, and we had to get him on the next day. So I'm hoping we get him at nine thirty today. If not, we'll we'll have to try again tomorrow. But he's scheduled to come on nine thirty today, so you don't want to miss that. Uh, yeah, the big news of the day uh, from or coming from last night: Saints place AJ Klein on injured reserve. Really sucks. I really thought uh, I didn't think it was that serious. I thought he was going to be able to come back, and really became look. He came in as that starting entered that starting role as middle linebacker. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Became a captain and was really a good centerpiece to this defense. And it really sucks. It sucks that you lose him. But, you know, they got guys like Craig Robertson and Manti Teow who have stepped up and played in his absence. And they're, uh, they're going to need him to or they're going to need to fill in for him uh, moving forward for the rest of the year on through the playoffs. So, um, but 
look, you like what you got out of AJ Klein this year. You hope that uh, he can get healthy and be back 100% next year and, and, and help lead your team because he was – you remember we talked with Stan Norfleet mm-hmm. in the offseason, and he downplayed that signing big time. Stan Norfleet covers the Carolina Panthers. He said, A.J. Klein's not a starting linebacker in the NFL. Well, I think A.J. Klein proved him and any, every other naysayer wrong. A.J. Klein played really well this year. So, tough loss for the Saints, but it was a, a good night last night for the Saints as they announced six different Saints players were named to the Pro Bowl after being shut out from the Pro Bowl the past two years, Saints players were everywhere. You got Drew Brees at quarterback. You got Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara at running back. You got Cam Jordan at defensive end. You've got Marshawn Lattimore at cornerback. And you got Michael Thomas at wide receiver. Unbelievable. This marks the fifth time at least six Saints players have been selected to the Pro Bowl. Seven Saints were selected from the uh, Super Bowl squad back in 09. It also marks the 10th consecutive season that the club has at least one Pro Bowl selection. Um, so, uh, it, yeah, the, it is Breeze's 11th Pro Bowl selection overall in his 17 year Well, hopefully won't be, he won't be going to it. None of these guys right. will. Yeah, hopefully not. Uh, Ingram was selected to his second Pro Bowl of his seven-year NFL career. Um, this is Cam Jordan's third Pro Bowl career, uh, thir- third Pro that Bowl selection. Low. Yeah. Feels like he should be in this it's the a lot Pro more. Bowl, though, so it's what you what you worry about is the All Pro stuff. And then uh, Kamara and Lattimore, significant contributors to a rookie class. There's only five Saints rookies before them. Tom Dempsey, the kicker, back in '69, did it. George Rogers, running back in '81. Punter Brian Hansen in '84. Running back Ruben Mays in '86, and special teamer Tyrone Hughes in '93. Those are the only Saints rookies to ever make the Pro Bowl. So, uh, yeah. I think Kamara and Lattimore are going to be. They may be. They may be better than than all those guys. I mean, Debsey will always be remembered for the kick, but uh, and those are those are you know some of those names: Tyrone Hughes, Ruben Mays. I mean, those are some good names there in yeah. Saints history. But um, anyway, Lattimore and, and Kamara, just how special they are this year. It's it's awesome to have them both in the Pro Bowl and uh, many more ahead. Saints first since the seventies to send two running backs to the Pro Bowl. By the way. Really? Okay. Well, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I mean, how often do teams do that? Right. First time more than 42 years, two, two running backs for one team. It's been that long. I mean, yeah, that's... I was just trying to think about the combos that could have done it that you would think possibly did it in recent years. Yeah, maybe... maybe Jonathan uh, Stewart, D'Angelo Williams. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's hard. It's hard to have two, two backs that productive. I mean, typically you'll have one... Starting back really good, and the other one could be productive, but it's hard to have two guys that just really are, are that outstanding. And really, the only way you can have it is if one of them, like Kamara, is such a threat in the pass game. Yeah, to be the receiver out of the backfield that have that du- that dual threat thing is yeah, that's that's how you got to that's how you get there. So uh, some of the other names on uh, the NFC you got Carson Wentz making it in with Zach Ertz, Brandon Brooks, and Fletcher Cox all from the Eagles, though. right? Uh, Falcons got Julio Jones and their center Alex Mack. Vikings got Adam Thielen, the wide receiver, Everson Griffin, and Xavier Rhodes. Case Keenum didn't make it? No. No. I'm not even kidding. Like, that's R- wrong. Rams, well, go, he should go in for Wentz. Rams got Aaron Donald and Todd Gurley. Cowboys got Tyron Smith and Zach Martin and Demarcus Lawrence. So three Cowboys on. Uh, Redskins got offensive tackle Trent Williams and linebacker Ryan Kerrigan. 49ers got their fullback. Cardinals got Chandler Jones and Patrick Peterson. Panthers got Luke Keekley 
And Seattle got Earl Thomas, and the Giants got Landon Collins. So those were the NFC selections. Mm. Pretty cool, though. They have the same. And by the way, there's six of them. Yeah, like if they're there representing, that's really awesome. And then Michael Thomas being the first Saints wide receiver ever to be selected to the Pro Bowl. I'm sorry, not ever, since since Joe Horn did in 2004, but the first in the Sean Payton era. Uh, Um, Colston never made a Pro Bowl? Nope. How? It's it's crazy. He he should have. I mean, there there was one year that he really had a uh, a good a good year. Um, you know, he's had he's had a couple really good years as a Saint. It just I don't know wow, for whatever right. reason he did not make Pro Bowl. Yeah, like look, I think the Pro Bowl you think it'd be, you think it'd be to, easy to get in because there's always so many guys that don't go. 2012 was his biggest year. He had 11 11 54 receiving and 10 okay, touchdowns. Yeah, that's, that's not typically Pro Bowl. Numbers. Well, I say that 07 was 1202 with 11 touchdowns. Yeah, it usually takes about 1400 to get in. But what's Michael Thomas got right now? He's probably got 1200, 1100, but he's going to get more than that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, he's at 1000. He said okay. 1085. So yeah, he's going to well. He's going to end up around twelve hundred, maybe or less. So yeah, not, not, sorry, Marcus Colston. I think just there were so many good guys in the NFL from from those late two thousands. Um, you know, from from oh oh seven oh eight oh nine. There was, you know, you always had. I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of some of the guys you had in the Randy NFC Moss. those years. Well, no, no he was he would have been with the Patriots. Uh, and then you had the Marvin Harris and Reggie Waynes, but those were AFC. I don't know, I have to go back and look. Yeah. Isaac Bruce. Well, I was past that. <laughs> I'll have to go back and look. All right, let's take a quick break here. We'll come back. We've got a lot more stuff we got to get into on this uh, Wednesday morning. It's the Chris Gordy Show. Stay there. Your teams, your sports. 1280, New Orleans. All right, welcome back in. Chris Gordy Show here on a Wednesday. My buddy uh, Joel chiming in says, uh, fun stat, Colston had the most receptions, or has the most receptions in NFL history by a player that's never made the Pro Bowl. A second, Joey Galloway. Joey Galloway. I always forget about that name. Well, he's on uh, ESPN now. I know. And you always hear him, and then I was like, oh, that's Joey Galloway. But I always forget that he was a... Pretty decent NFL player. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There were years, those years where the Bucks players just oh, hated Galloway, hated Warren Sapp, but despised Warren Sapp, the Buccaneer. Uh, you know, Derek Brooks I always respected because he was just a really good player. Uh, but those teams, Joe Jurevicious, and I mean, they oh, hated the Bucks. Keyshawn Martin. Not Keyshawn Martin. Keyshawn Johnson. Yeah. Keyshawn Martin's a failed uh, Michigan State player. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I'm thinking of him. Different guy. Yeah. Um, Bruce Feldman just tweeted this out. I thought this was interesting. He said, I know most expect Miles Brennan to be the guy at, LSU, at quarterback for LSU next year. Gordy does. Don't be shocked if classmate Lowell Narcisse pushes, uh, really pushes him for the job. He said, I heard Narcisse is back from his two high school knee surgeries and been wowing the staff with his wheels and big arm and bowl practices. I have heard that from a couple of people at the bowl practices the past week or so that Lowell Narcisse has looked really good. Uh look, I'm open to I'm open to wh- whoever wins the may the best man win the job and make it an open competition for next season. You know, it, it, whoever wins in the offseason. Look, Miles Brennan came in highly touted and all that and everybody kind of expected him to win the job. 
But if Narcisse beats him out, I'm fine with that. Whoever Whoever's going to be best at quarterback for LSU next year, I'm fine with it. The, the thing with Brennan, though, is always he's got the great arm and all that. If Narcisse is putting a little arm strength in there and he could fling it down the field and he's got the wheels to tuck it and run it, yeah, I'm all for that. I Look, at the, at the end of the day, yeah, whoever's better needs to play. The problem with Danny Etling is he's just so limited. I mean, the kid plays. Well, guess what? You only get one more game of that, Gordy, so you don't have to ever bitch and moan about Danny Etling again. Well, no, I mean, I hope he plays well. I hope he goes out and beats Notre Dame. I, I know I'm not it saying that you didn't say that, but you I were know just it going to. I know it a lot to him, but he can't, he can't fling it down the field. I'm just saying. You don't have to bitch about him again. I, I'm just, I want Jamarcus Russell, who could flick his wrist and throw it 60 yards down the field. That's, that's what I want, but can't get that. We'll see what, we'll see what Brennan, I mean, if, if, whoever it is, if it's Brennan or, um, or Narcisse, I'm fine with either one next year. Hey, as long as they go out there and win more games than they did this year and not lose to Troy. Uh, some quick thoughts on LSU. They made the hiring of their new O-line coach, James Craig, official yesterday. Um, Craig spent five seasons on the staff with LSU, uh, or with Ed Ogeron, rather, at Tennessee and, and then at Southern Cal. Returns to college after the Chargers season is finished. Their final game, barring a playoff run, will be New Year's Eve. So maybe James Craig comes and joins the team out there in Orlando, and he's on the sidelines for the bowl game or something. But James Craig replacing Jeff Grimes. Jeff Grimes is still coaching the team through the bowl game, so he's still part of LSU, but he's leaving to go be the offensive coordinator at BYU. So LSU making an official yesterday with James Craig. Other notes from uh, LSU that bowl practice yesterday had a lot of guys absent, including Darius Geis, Clyde Edwards-Elair, Kevin Tolliver, Arden Key, Donnie Alexander, Toby Weathersby, whole lot of guys were out yesterday but look this is when you got several weeks to prepare for bowl practice you know there's going to be there's going to be some practices where guys who are banged up aren't aren't playing there is a report coming from nola.com however that it is unlikely donnie alexander and Corey thompson will be available for the citrus bowl against notre dame so you you count out Corey Ale- Corey thompson and donnie alexander and then combine that with the fact that i think there's no shot to hell arden key plays uh, it's a lot of gets gets pretty thin there the the linebacker core for for LSU so just uh, something to keep an eye on there as we get closer to the to the bowl game with LSU. Uh, there was an interesting piece I wanted to get to him. Maybe we'll get to this a little bit later in the show. But uh, Woj from Adrian Wojnarowski. Yes. Okay. He had a piece up yesterday, and you should go check it out during the break. It says uh, he called all all Anthony Davis wants to do is win. But where where will that happen? And basically, kind of just starting to put the feelers out there that he could not be a Pelican. It, it just speculate. It's more speculation. It says Anthony Davis has listened to those prodding him to ramp up his posts, uh, rub up rub up a rival on Twitter, give the old grinding hashtag after leaving the practice gym. He said, "Yeah, I hear it all. You need to post before games if you have." Anyway, it's this piece about Anthony Davis and his work ethic, and then you know, basically, all he wants to do is win. And there's those times where. Um, you know, rumbling start on you know, could he be? and so anyway, people, it will always be around the, him. This because was the Pelicans. This was more a piece about Anthony Davis and and how how much he grinds and works. And it, yeah, look at the first these, two stories I see on Google when you all do these, Anthony yeah, Davis. All these name. aggregates picked it up the, as who should the Celtics target if Anthony Davis is unavailable? The Cleveland Cavaliers have to take Anthony Davis for themselves. Like, yeah, all the all these aggregates picked it up. They're like Anthony Davis going to be traded. Like shut up. That's not even what the piece was intended to be about. Well, that's what happens when you put these things yeah all right let's grab uh let's grab our next break we'll come back one more segment to go this hour it's chris gordy show stay there
Back to the Chris Gordy Show on Sports 1280, New Orleans. Chris Gordy Show rolls on here on a Wednesday morning. Welcome back in. I just, I, I love that song. It sucks it's completely, I don't know it, so. It's completely associated with Ohio State. I didn't know it was even associated with Ohio State. Oh, yeah. This is like their anthem. Like, they play this uh, during news games. news to me. And they chant O-H-I-O. I have a cousin that grew up in Ohio and still is an affinity, didn't go to Ohio State, but has an affinity for Ohio State still. And uh, never heard this played around him or mentioned or nothing. You ready? Here we go. Who is o- this? Oh, H. I. That's what they do. Oh, yeah. Why can't they just like play their fight song? Well, they have who a fight is this? song. I mean, this is like an old song from like the sixties. I don't know, the Yardbirds or something. This is like a really old a song. Random ass song to be t- associating yourself. It's like the the Red Sox fans in Sweet Caroline. I don't know why they pick these like. How do you get to the point where you pl- where this is your song and you're playing it all the time and like it's just weird? Well, because he's uh, isn't uh, what's his face Neil Diamond from the Boston area? No idea. I, I need hit, to. I'll hit the Google. Yeah, you got me. You got me researching a bunch of stuff here. Uh, Neil Diamond is from Brooklyn, New York. So that'd be a negative. All right. <laughs> did he did he live in Boston for a little no bit? No idea. That right. ca- that takes too much work. All right. Well, I'm gonna look up. Hang on, Sloopy. Ohio State history. Ohio State. Hang on, what now? Ohio is the only state to have an official rock song. Hang on, Sloopy became a major hit for the band The McCoys in 1965. They were originally from Dayton, Ohio. So, there you go. It's the official state song. Okay. Hang hang on, Sloopy. There was a state rock song. Weird-ass song to pick. (laughs) Also screams Midwest white people. Well, you know, it's it's not as white as Wisconsin. Where, I mean, is there a state song of Louisiana? I don't even know. State song? Yeah, I don't think so. I, I'll go ahead and vote for something by the Big Timers. No, it's it's probably uh, hold that tiger. About gator boots with the pimped out Gucci shoes. That's what I'm thinking. Right? Like that's that's got to be the state. Well, song. I mean, I'd, I'd I'd get my vote or something. You know, by Wheezy. This guy says, you are my sunshine. I don't think that's it. What is that? You are my sunshine. That's, my only that's sunshine. the official state song? That's it is. It is. Because a, a Louisiana governor wrote it. That song sucks. Hey. It is a terrible you song. You are it's my classic. sunshine. I my sing it to only myself. Sunshine. See? Could there be, it's catchy. Could there yeah. be anything less Louisiana, though? Yeah. No. Like I, we need uh I need some Louisiana I, Saturday night. That needs to be the that needs to be a Hell even Garth Brooks Baton Rouge. Call, call it Baton Rouge, yep. Yeah. I mean, come on. I don't need this walk what is it? Which one is it? Sunshine? You are, you my, are my sunshine. sunshine. Good lord. We need to start a what is what are those uh sign a petition online? Change.org. There you go, change.org. I mean, look, they they changed the Hornets to the Pelicans. We can change this. They changed the baby or the zephyrs to the baby cakes. We can get the state song changed now. This is what this is the this this needs to be the state song. Where'd you get down the fiddle and you 
Now, you see, this feels like racist Mississippi to me. No, this is Louisiana. It just, I don't know. If it, I know it says Louisiana, but it just, Bayou. it has that feel of, you know, no right around the... Yeah, some, yeah, I mean, I mean, it just, it just feels like you should be driving around the general lane. Now, think about that. I mean, you've got... You represent the entire state, so it's not just New Orleans. It's not. I don't just care about Shreveport. Sitting Get out on of the here. Mississippi River, you know, you got to think about Acadian, Acadiana country, and don't care Lafayette about the don't care about the Northeast because they're, that's Charles. basically Arkansas. Get out of here, Arkansas. Yeah, I always say Shreveport's East Dallas. Yeah, the North basically, I, I could care less. You go out to Shreveport, there's tons of cowboys stuff everywhere. I'm like, what the hell is this? And then you think about it, well, it's a short, it's actually a shorter drive from there to Dallas than it is da- all the way down to the Superdome, so. That, they, they don't count. They don't count as part of Louisiana for me. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I know they sent all their damn recruits to Alabama, so. Yeah, that's why they don't count. <laughs> you do not count North Louisiana. Give them to Arkansas or De- Texas. Screw it. Um, you know, I think we should get the song changed, though. That's what matters. I don't know how we w- wound up on that. but Because uh, you played the song and mentioned Ohio oh, State. Oh, hang on, Sloopy. And I don't remember what we were going to talk about this segment. We're going to talk about the Anthony Davis thing. we got to talk about that still. Yeah, so what did you say? That Was it the Pelicans Twitter tweeted out? The Pelicans, somebody, everybody took one quote from the thing and turned it into he wants to, you know, turned it into could he be traded here, there, or the other. Cause well, Boston has been, I mean, like, for some reason, Boston just has this, like, obsession well, with Anthony Davis. I'm going to tell you this. And it's not Every even Boston, the team. team has an obsession to get Anthony Davis. It's not even the team. It's the media in Boston. Every month, there is a story written or some piece or, like, CSN Boston, they do, like, some piece where it's like, all right, let's uh, go around the horn. Let's make a topic. Uh, Anthony Davis should be traded to the Celtics. Like, what is this? Like, why does this keep coming up constantly? They have just this infatuation with Anthony Davis. But uh, anyway, yeah, Woj wrote an article on ESPN just profiling Anthony Davis and, you know, his work ethic and how he wants to win and, uh, you know, really, you know, wants to win in New Orleans is really the 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 gist of it that I took away. But people are like, oh, he says he wants to play for a winner. That means he wants out of New Orleans and all that. And so people just start speculating where could he be traded and all this. It's just it's a, it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. From the Pelican standpoint, they're not going to trade him now. They got him under contract for a few more years. Now, a couple years from now, sure, if it gets to that point, you're going to have to start really well, they, addressing it. Yeah, people not. are saying if the boogie thing doesn't work out, you trade him, and then why not flip Anthony, bottom this no, thing out? No, there's no point in doing that now. You still have time to put pieces around Anthony Davis and to make it work and to get to that next level. Well, the talk they keep saying is you get like a Jason Tatum from boston who everybody thinks projects to be a, a future superstar of the league okay well guess what you, know? you have a superstar in the league under contract for multiple years right you don't hit the eject button on it when you have multiple years of it left you hit to, the eject, to, you have two full years of him under contract with a player option for a third after this season that means you have all of next year and the year after if you want to hold on to him. You, I mean, you can keep him into the 2019-2020 season, and you should. And I would suspect that they will. By the way, i got to give a shout-out to our buddy Corey Johnson out there listening. He said, uh, Louisiana Governor Jimmy Davis sung the official state song. Uh, Told <laughs> you so. That he said, you're killing me. Horrible song, Louisiana Saturday Night. I see. I don't think it fits either. I, I don't think said, it works. He said, Jimmy Davis' You Are My Sunshine ain't much better, but at least it's a song. So, Yeah. 
All right, suggestions the rest of the show, 504 I think it should be Hold That Tiger. 504 What do you want the state song to be? We're going to make a movement happen, people, here Ed, on Sports 1280 New Orleans. Ed Ogeron tweets it out all the time, Hold That Tiger. I hey, think it I'm needs to be that. I'm good with it. Just anything other than You Are My Sunshine. The uh, Pelicans, by the way, dropped to the Wizards last night in Washington by 10, 116-106. Really they the fell below 500 for the first time in... Several weeks dropping to 15 and 16, so that's not good. They need to get back above that 500 mark. All right, top of the hour break. We'll come back. We got a whole lot more to go in hour number two, including we'll head out to Atlanta, talk with our buddy Carl Dukes, talk a little trash with him ahead of Falcon Saints. It's Chris Gordy Show. Stay there. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.